Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Trisha Stetzel, owner of Result Extreme Business Solutions, and my friend Colton Cockrell is here with me today. What is going on, Trisha? It's kind of weird, as always, to flip the script and have you introduce <laughs> the show. Everyone, it is the month of July, so we are focused on health and wellness, and we are going to talk to Brandon Petrie today, who is a trainer and a power lifter. It just, you got to watch this stuff. Look him up. Brandon Petrie, super cool guy, and he has some really cool videos out there. Um, so Brandon, what's going on, man? It's so good to see you. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you too. It's been uh, it's been a good while. It's it's great that you guys are having me on here. I look forward to seeing what this is about and diving into it and see if I can, you know, spit out some information that may help some people. No, awesome. So before we dive in, we must thank our sponsor, the Sherry McKinley Group LLC. Imagine that. Man, what a great company. <laughs> hey, okay. So Brandon, uh, I think a lot of people out there, you know, you all, especially high schoolers, you always hear them. Yeah, I want to get big. You know, that's just like the thing, right? So right. for someone who is starting a journey is like, you know what? I do want to put on some weight. I want to gain some muscle, um, whether it's bodybuilding or doing something, uh, just weightlifting, whatever it may be. What is some easy steps that you can just think off the top of your head to, to help people like that who do want to put on some muscle, put on some weight? Um, the first thing first is make sure that you have consistency in your life. That is going to be the biggest thing. That's like a lot of people's downfall when they get out the gate. They get very energized. And you may, you know, have that energy for like the first two, three days. But then, you know, after that, you take four, five days off and then you come back. I would say just when you get into the gym, find some type of workout routine that at least makes it to where something's fun for you. But it keeps pulling you back in every day because that's how you start you can't necessarily build anything unless the consistency of a foundation is there because then it's just going to crumble apart you're looking to you know lose weight get big do anything you got to make sure you have consistency first and then you can build on top of that do you think or do you find brandon that having an accountability partner uh helps in that space like if you're just starting out and really trying to build that momentum to get to the gym every day is having an accountability partner a good idea Oh, for sure. I, I think that's how a lot of kids in high school even find the gym and they continuously go is because you usually have your buddies that, you know, go with you. You'll have fun. It becomes like a social hour. But at the same time, at least it pulls you in there every day. And the more that you're exposed to the gym, the more you're exposed to different things. Like you may see a powerlifter in there one day. You may see a bodybuilder in there one day. You're like, oh, wow, I want to I do want to look like that. And then that's how you start branching off into your own fitness journey. But it starts with a good, you know, group of friends is definitely a great way to, you know, build some consistency in the gym. Absolutely. And and how important, not just going to the gym consistently. So you building that mindset to go to the gym, how important is eating when it comes to gaining muscle? Oh, you have to eat. Trying to make sure that you skip out on cars or skip out on this and skip out on that and, you know, starving yourself. That's not going to cut it. If you're trying to gain muscle, uh, you really have to make sure that you are in a surplus. You have to make sure that you are consistently um, training that muscle hard. And that's the only way that you're going to grow is that you have to eat. You also have to sleep. If a lot of people in school, a lot of college kids that want to grow muscle, but you're, you know, on, you know, three energy drinks and you're on two hours of sleep and you're just cramming the books. 
you need to let your body get some sleep in if you also want muscle to grow. Got to sleep, definitely have to eat. That's for sure. And so can you, can you kind of explain more when you said you definitely have to be in a surplus? Can you break that down a little bit more for our listeners? Everyone kind of has, you know, where they maintain their weight at. And it's kind of the calories that you have been taking in, right? Uh, a lot of people don't track just yet, but you are maintaining your body weight with some type of calories. So the first thing you would kind of do, or at least what I tell my clients is for the first week, just track what you're already eating. Don't try and like switch over to like a new diet. Don't try to switch over to anything else. Find out where you are so that way you can figure out where you're trying to go. Because if you don't even know where you are, it's going to be hard to create a deficit or a surplus. So let's say that you've tracked for a week. You find out that you're at 2,000 calories. At that point, if you're trying to gain weight, I always advise gaining at a slower rate. So that way you put on as much lean muscle mass as possible without necessarily things getting too bloated and inflammation building. Uh, so I usually tell them, add 250 calories to whatever that is. So if you were at 2,000 on average, let's try to go for 2,250. Stick with that for about two, three weeks, let the poundage grow. And then if you want to gain a little bit more, you can add another 250 within the next like four to six weeks. And then let that sit for a little bit, watch the scale rise, and then just keep building up on that um, until you stop gaining weight. And then at that point, add another 250 and then just keep that going and keep that in check. And that's how you enter a quarter surplus. I haven't heard it said like that before. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. So <laughs> Brandon, I know. So before we started recording the show, I said, Brandon, is this your full-time job? <laughs> and he said, <laughs> yes, which I love right now. Y'all, he is a, an extreme power lifter. Like before we started the show, Colton showed me these videos. Brandon, you're freaking amazing at what you do. But I also know that you coach people. And I think there are a lot of female listeners out there, particularly older ones. And when we're talking about muscle, they're like, oh no, that's not for me. So can we talk about the importance of building muscle for older women and even men yeah. as well? For sure. I, I believe that, uh, especially for the older woman, it's way more important for them to actually push themselves in the gym and grow that muscle and actually get introduced to the kind of things that I do. So powerlifting, introducing more compound lifts. Those are like multi-jointed lifts, meaning that you're allowing yourself to like work multiple joints at once within one exercise. And whenever you're doing that, you are building up a lot of bone density through the pressure of stressing out, you know, the bones, stress out the muscle through poundage on top of the body over time is going to build that resilience. So that way, whenever you're 85 or 90 and you see those grandmas and grandpas that get out the chair willy nilly and they're having fun and they're walking free, they probably have some of that training in their life. Because if not trying to get out of a chair or trying to walk is going to hurt. Um, you see like, you know, grandpa get uh, hip replacements and stuff like that. Getting introduced to compounded movements earlier on and staying consistent with that all the way through, you know, 60, 65, 70, 75 is going to kind of limit those hip replacements and stuff like that. And so, and that's your talk compound movements. So deadlifts, you know, right. Squat. So you got deadlifts, squat, um, even, even bench. I know a lot of people think bench is, you know, purely for just chest or just maybe arms, but you actually, when you, you know, if uh, you learn how to bench press the full way, you are working every bit of your body. Um, you're working your back, you're working your triceps, you're working your biceps, you're working your chest, you're working your quads, you're working everything um, in that bench press. So those are like the main ones, but you can even do it. It's something simple as like a bent over row. 
as well. Those are still some things where you need to have a slight bend in your knees, but you're also rowing with your elbow. So that's another multi-jointed movement and just different things like that. So we're using multiple joints at once, but just do a great uh, deal of service to your body. I wish everyone could see what we can see. I mean, he's just popping out of his dang just shirt. I mean, I wish my biceps looked that big. You started though, like everybody else, right? Where you're just like a scrawny guy and then you start working out, you get into it. So just yeah. kind of go through your mindset to, to be where you were. Kind of tell us your journey is starting at where you were at and then how you became the Brandon weightlifting Petrie beast mode, um, how you became that and, and talk about your mindset because that, that I mean, that, that's such an important part of working out. If you're really trying to, trying to, you know, create this you know, muscle mass, this, all this other stuff. It's, it's, it's funny. Like my, my journey is a little bit different. Mine's a little interesting. So I remember being introduced to any style of working out. I didn't get introduced until middle school. I didn't play little league. I didn't do any like you know, sports when I was younger. The first time I touched a sport, like an actual organized sport was in middle school. And I didn't know how to play football. I didn't know anything about like anything. So they just threw me on the line because all they said was, all right, just go forward and just hit a guy. And I was like, okay, simple enough, line up on the line and then just try to tackle the running back or whatever that I don't have to think or anything like that. That's not complicated. And I always love working hard. So like a person bigger than me, I have an older brother who used to fight me and, you know, try and beat me up all the time. So I wasn't scared of someone who was bigger than me. So I was like still someone who worked hard, but I had no idea what I was doing. Then I got to high school and I started learning more about the sport. I started having like people that I'm fans of and I wanted to be a skilled player. And the coach told me that I have no clue what I'm doing and that like um, that I couldn't play that position. So they were trying to put me on the line as well. And I was like, no. So I dedicated my entire freshman high school year to learning how to exercise, learning how to work out. And I would come home from school and then train and then uh, try to watch YouTube videos on different exercises, like, you know, watch YouTube videos on how I can like, you know, grow my legs, how I could get faster, how I could be more athletic. And I just stayed with it every single day. And then I worked out with the varsity football players as much as I can. Um, we used to stay after the games to work out. Like I just, I was a, I was a workaholic. Um, so then from that point on, I actually started loving the workout part more than I did the sport. And don't get me wrong, as I grew up in high school, I, I love football still, but the working outside is what drove me. Like I, every single time I had to practice, I'm working out. After games, sometimes I still would work out. Uh, once I left high school, still always kept working out as a part of my regimen. And then that's when I started getting to personal training and I dabbled in all different aspects and areas of fitness. And I did a bodybuilding show before I dabbled around with CrossFit with all you guys. Um, <laughs> and I just, you know, love testing out, you know, all the different aspects of fitness. The one thing that I was always gifted at was strength. And then a guy at 24, uh, he came up to me and he was like, why don't you do a powerlifting competition? And I was like, uh, okay. He's like, I, I didn't know that you still do that. I remember doing powerlifting as an accessory to football in high school, but that didn't really count for anything. And so I was introduced to the sport. And from that point on, I just fell in love with it. The, the, the drive to want to be better than myself every single day, because that number can still go up. There isn't a, you know, a cap on a number. Someone can say that, well, 800, I feel like that's the most that someone can do, but wait two years, someone's going to do more. 
you know? And that's exactly what happens every single time. I have a friend who deadlifts a thousand pounds and deadlifts over a thousand pounds. So you try to tell him five years ago that you can't do it. And here he is five years later, like it's done. And now it's seen as like, he wants more. And like a thousand pounds is a regular number to him. So there is never a true limit on anything in the strength sport because that number can keep going up. It's more about just seeing for myself how much better can I get every single day? And even if I'm better than my competition, am I better than the person I was yesterday? And that's something that will always drive me because I can always be better than myself. Um, and I can always stay in competition with myself. See, Trisha, I told you, you would like him. I know, I do. <laughs> He's awesome. So Brandon, for people who don't know what a powerlifting competition is, can you just describe it for us so people can get an idea of what it is that you just love to do? For sure, for sure. So probably the competition is is going to be a competition or what we call meets to where you get tested for three lifts, which is going to be the squat and then it's the bench press and then it's the deadlift. And it's always going to be in that order. You get three attempts to basically put your best effort out there um, for each lift. So you get three attempts at squat, three attempts at bench and then three attempts at deadlift. And you get judged on like whether it's a three white lifts, meaning that it's all good and it counts, or it could be, you know, a three red lift, which means it doesn't count. And you have to try again so that we can register a total. Um, or even if you just get two white lights and one red, it's still good. Um, and if you get two reds and one white, it's still bad. Uh, and it doesn't count. And basically, at the end of the meet, you combine all the uh, weights or all the lifts that got registered to build up a total. And then that's how you decide who wins the competition. So it's all about just putting forth your best squat, your best bench, your best deadlift two standard, which are our standards within the USAPL, uh, USAPL rules uh, and guidelines and seeing who's the strongest. Wow. So are the brackets or categories based on your body weight? Like how do they figure out who competes against who? So there's actually two styles that you can actually have it. So we have different weight classes and divisions. Uh, we have separation of gender as well, between male and female. But then they also, we also still kind of compete with each other because we do things off of a formula for the best lifter. And based upon uh, that, they will actually have us all compete against each other with our totals, with our body weight, and just kind of see like pound for pound who was the best lifter, like who, who was better out of all the weight classes. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I love that. And, and I want to just reiterate something you said previously is that whenever you started working out, you had a why, and that was, I wanted to play a skills position. And from there, you just fell in love with it. And that's what pushed you. And then even getting into to powerlifting, it's not necessarily, Hey, I'm going to beat these people around me. No, I'm going to beat my personal best. And you have a competition with yourself, which is very difficult to do, like to, yeah. to constantly battle with yourself daily, like getting, that is the ultimate discipline. Um, and that is awesome. So again, I, everyone who, if you have any questions about working out, how to get bigger, how to find, meet some kind of goal that you're trying to meet. That's the first thing you need. You need your why, why are you doing it? And you got to have consistency. Like Brandon said, find a group of people to start working out with. I'm sure you could find easily find some people who want to also get shredded or bigger, whatever, whatever word you want to use, right. You hear them all. Um, But the other thing too, we're going to have brand, we're going to have Brandon's contact information in our, in our link. So definitely feel free. If you're like, Hey, you know what? I want to be in bodybuilding. 
I would not recommend anybody except for Brandon uh, for you to sit down with and have as a coach. So again, solid guy. You don't find a humble power lifter. All right. There's usually <laughs> a lot of ego, but this guy is solid. So Brandon, thank you so much for being on the show today, man. I appreciate having you. Thanks for taking the time. No, no problem. The pleasure is mine. I'm always here to, you know, help out in any way that I can. Awesome. Brandon, thank you so much again for being with us. It was so nice to meet you today. Yeah, it was good meeting you too, Trisha. <laughs> All right. So, hey, guys, just a reminder, pick us up on Wednesdays when we're posting our podcast. So tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. We'll be talking to Bob Rakowski, so it's going to be good. You don't want to miss it. Thanks again for tuning into this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with the most important people in your life. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207 Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Fender Pacific. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. <laughs>